Hey everyone, just before we get to this episode, I want to thank you so much for all of the early support here on CauseCast. This is really just a passion project that I launched because I really wanted to highlight those folks who are using podcasts in a positive way, but I've been seeing some great feedback, some great ratings and reviews from everyone, and so I am inspired to keep this project going and to find more amazing cause casters. So if you are someone who has a podcast for a cause or you know someone that's using this medium for a great cause, please, please, please have them go to causecast.org, fill out the form, reach out, and I'll schedule them on the show. In the meantime, I want to thank those folks who have taken just a few minutes to give the show a positive rating and to write a review, especially going out to Angela Obera. I hope I am not butchering your name when I say that. Thank you for the positive feedback. Meredith Messenger, Chad Grills, Teacher Tiffany, Thank you so much, everybody, for taking a few minutes. Anybody else listening, if you like what we're trying to do here on the show, if you want more CauseCasters to be highlighted, please go to CauseCast.org, pop on over to iTunes or Google or any of the platforms, throw a positive rating and review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. And if you can, if you have the resources, love it if you would also throw a couple of dollars at the GoFundMe pages for any of the host cause that you believe in. None of that money goes to me. I have no interest in profiting off this venture. I really just want to highlight great podcasters that are using this medium to make the world a better place and and help them and their causes be able to do more. So anything we can do to support them, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much and enjoy today's episode of CauseCasts. Hi, and welcome to CauseCast. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here at CauseCast, we have one simple mission, to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes. Whether that's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing for, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who's just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, state, country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guests' favorite causes, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causecasts.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. This week on CauseCast, we were actually talking to someone that's kind of doing a parallel show to what we're doing here on CauseCast. My guest today is Dorothy Ilson, host of the Do Well and Do Good podcast. And what she does is she talks to folks who have figured out how to create massive financial freedom. And then with that financial freedom, they are using that awesome success to give back. Sort of like what we're trying to highlight here on CauseCast. It's all about people who use podcasting as a way to give back. So Dorothy, thank you so much for joining us here on CauseCast today. Thank you, Matthew. It's an honor to be here. So Dorothy, I'm curious, how did you get started with this project? Like what was it that wanted you to not only highlight, you know, people who are creating success, but then turning it around and and creating good with all of that. Sure. So I started my entrepreneurial journey, if you will, uh, at the beginning of 2017. I have a Facebook advertising agency called Needles Eye Media. And while I do love my work, I love my clients and, you know, enjoy what I do, there was definitely a piece that felt like it was missing. You know, I, I didn't really feel like I was getting the kind of fulfillment from, you know, just my day job that that I really was looking for. And so it led me to kind of ask that question, you know, does how we, 
you know, achieve fulfillment, you know, achieve these larger life goals, does that need to be the same as as what we're doing, you know, to make money? And so that is kind of what started leading me down this path. And I've I've always you know, giving back has always been something that's been very important to me. And so it was about halfway through 2017 that I started donating 10% of my income. And one thing that that really helped to open my eyes to is that as our income grows, as we make more money and create more success, our ability to help other people really grows along with that. And and not just when it comes to money. I mean, time is also a big part of this as well. You know, when you create financial freedom, you also create time freedom typically if if you're doing it the right way. And so really what I wanted to do was to help people to to get over some of the limiting beliefs, some of the, you know, negative thought patterns around money that really hold them back from achieving the kind of life that that they truly want and and to really show people that you know when you do that that can really go hand in hand with making a massive difference in the world and really multiplying your positive impact on other people so how is it that you not only have time to run your own business but you also have time to run this podcast and then give some of your time to you know great causes that you believe in so, you know, it's kind of funny you ask this because I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday that is is really on this exact topic. You know, how do we fit it all in and still have a life? You know, obviously running my agency takes a massive amount of time. The podcast takes a lot of time. But what I've found is that when we put boundaries in our lives and really build thoughtful boundaries around our time, we're able to be more productive and get more done in the same number of hours. So I uh, recently made the commitment that I am going to you know, stop working by 6 p.m. every night, no excuses. And what you find is that when you you know limit yourself in that way, and of course, you know, six o'clock is, you know, still it's a full work day, but I was often finding myself working until, you know, eight, nine, 10 o'clock. And what I've realized is that when you put those constraints on yourself, you will find ways to get more done in less time. It forces you to become more efficient and really solve for the limited number of hours in a day. So a couple of things that I've done with the podcast, are, you know, I record all of my interviews on Wednesdays, the same day every week, and really try to batch the work that I do both in the agency and with the podcast so that I am being efficient and I'm able to use my time wisely and and get it all done. I suppose it also helps that you probably, you know, knowing that you have to be done by six probably means you're not lollygagging on Facebook or going on Instagram or Twitter during what would be blocked off for work hours or for your charitable hours. Well, it's so interesting because the first day that I did this, I had <laughs> I'd made the commitment. So a guy named Justin Brooke had posted about this exact topic on, I think it was a Thursday. And I made the commitment to myself, okay, next week, I'm going to start this. I'm going to be done by six every day. And Monday rolled around and I was staring at my to-do list at about 2.30 p.m. and realizing that I wasn't even close to as far as I, you know, quote unquote, needed to be. And I ended up asking Justin, you know, do you ever extend your hours to make up for wasted time, you know, if you weren't productive. And he said, no, a deadline is a deadline. And it is that pain and that pressure that's going to 
really cause you to transform your your habits and and make the changes that are necessary. So I did close my computer at six o'clock, left um, part of my to-do list unfinished, but I found that the next morning I was really respecting my time a lot more than I previously had been. I think that's such a great lesson because so many people who are using who are do who are cause casting, so to speak, people who are either doing this for a pure passion project or maybe they work for a nonprofit and then they're trying to add this element to it. It is a lot of work. It is a lot to do. And so I think that's a great time management tip that will help cause casters be successful in their project. So when it came down to it, why in wanting to highlight these folks, why did you choose to go down the road of launching a podcast? I mean, as someone who does Facebook advertising and I imagine, you know, great writer and, you know, great digital marketing. Like, why did you think that this was the right medium for those stories? Well, I first started listening to podcasts probably three years ago, and they have been really transformative in my own personal development and my my journey as an entrepreneur. And I think that it's a really powerful platform to be able to, you know, reach people as they are going about their their lives. You know, if you're watching a YouTube video or if you're reading a Facebook post, you know, that is what you're doing at that moment versus if you're listening to a podcast, you could be working out, you could be cooking, you could be, you know, driving to and from the office. It's a really easy way to consume content. And so especially for what the kind of thing I wanted to do where, you know, we have deeper dive interviews with, you know, with people where you know we're talking for 45 minutes or an hour at a time it's tough to expect someone to you know sit down and give you their undivided attention for a full hour it's a lot easier if they can do it in the car or do it at the gym and so i think it's it's definitely where you know where things are going in terms of content creation and we can see that you know with how the the space is exploding so i really had gotten so much value from podcasts myself that I figured it was the perfect way to share my message. And had you ever produced a podcast before? I had not. So interesting. So you decide just to you know take on this big project. What were some of the initial hurdles and, and things that you had learned along the way that, that helped you to be successful with the show? Yeah. So I think that just like with anything else, if you have a goal, if there's something that you are looking to achieve, the absolute best thing that you can do is to surround yourself with people who have already done it. So I really looked, you know, within my network, you know, and tried to see, okay, you know, who has done this? You know, who do I know who can, who I can lean on and, and get the support that I need in order to accomplish this. And so I am definitely a personal development junkie and I'm also a huge fan of coaching. So I actually hired a podcast coach, a guy named Travis Chapel. His show is called Build Your Network. And I had um, been listening to his show for a while and had seen kind of this this rise that he had had, um, you know, from at just starting to being a top 20 business podcast in only a year. And so I decided, you know, OK, that's that's the kind of person that I want to learn from. So I think that it's so important wh whether you're looking to start a podcast or you're looking to really achieve any goal to recognize that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. These things have been done and all you need to do is 
you know, find someone who has accomplished that goal, plug yourself into, you know, the system that already exists to accomplish whatever you are looking to accomplish. So among the system that you were plugging yourself into and you were trying to emulate, what was the like the number one tip, the number one thing that you did that that you think really made this project you know, stand out for you? I think there's a couple of things. I think consistency is the biggest thing. So if you are going to launch a podcast, the worst thing you can do is, you know, say, all right, I'm going to do three episodes a week and you start and you're all gung ho. And then it becomes hard to keep up with that level of content. Or you know, even if you have a weekly show, it's it's easy if you're not prepared to say, you know, okay, things got busy. We're not going to have an episode this week. And consistency is really key to, to developing any habit. But especially when you're looking to grow an audience, you have to be consistent. And then the other thing is, you know, not being afraid of, you know, either what other people are going to think of you, what what your friends are going to say, uh, you know, or not being afraid to go after, you know, the kinds of guests that you really want on your show. And it's easy to get intimidated when you're new and say, you know, why would that person ever want to be on, you know, a brand new podcast? But it's really about the confidence of of knowing that you have a message to share that is valuable, and you know, you have that determination to deliver that to the world. You know, whatever it takes. So since you have the chance to talk to incredible folks who have become independently successful, independently wealthy, and are now turning around and doing good with that success, like who have been your favorite guests or, you know, what's been your favorite story to come out of the podcast so far? So one of my favorite episodes is actually uh, a woman named Rachel Miller, and she has an incredible story. You know, just as an entrepreneur, um, she was she has she's a mom of six kids, and wow. she was kind of going here. Going I am complaining insane. about my twins. Yeesh. <laughs> So when Rachel was raising her, I believe, two youngest children, she was going a bit stir crazy and she ended up deciding to start a blog. The blog was called Quirky Mama and it grew and grew and grew until eventually it was making her thousands of dollars a month from the traffic that she had monetized coming to the site. And she gave a, a speech at some sort of event or conference. And afterwards, she was in the bathroom and she overheard two women talking talking about her presentation. And they were basically saying, you know, oh, that's that's nice for her, but we could never do that. You know, we don't have the audience. We don't have the money, you know, so on and so forth. And so Rachel was telling her, her husband about this that night. And he said, well, why don't you do it again? And so that's what she did. She picked a topic in a niche she knew nothing about. She started with a budget of just $5 a day because she thought that that was something that almost anyone would be able to achieve, just $5 a day. And she didn't tell a soul that she was doing this. And she built up a an audience. She monetized it. And then she ended up doing it a third time. And so she really cracked the code to virality. So how to get engagement on social media, on your content, and how to build an audience and then monetize that audience effectively. Now she runs Moolah Marketing, which, which really teaches people how to do this. And the reason that I ended up having Rachel on Do Well and Do Good is because one of her six children, at least one, it might be more, but at least one of her children is adopted. 
and she adopted this child from abroad. What she discovered when she did that was that these mothers, they don't want to give their children up for adoption. They are forced to give their kids up for adoption because they simply don't have the resources to take care of them. Rachel was absolutely heartbroken by this this realization and so she started thinking about how can I help you know how can I make sure that another mother doesn't have to give up their child now you could just donate money but what Rachel explained on the podcast is that donating money it's like teaching a man to fish or excuse me it's like giving a man a fish it doesn't teach him how to fish for himself so Instead, she teamed up with the charity Village Impact, and Village Impact actually builds schools in Kenya. Now, what was so fascinating that I really didn't understand before hearing Rachel's story is that building a school doesn't just empower the kids who attend that school. It actually empowers the entire community and changes the economic fabric of that village because Now that there's a school, people build stores near the school. Now that there's a school, you know, people can sell goods by the side of the road because now there's a road because it leads to the school. They can take that road. They can travel to other communities and find jobs. So it really does create opportunity for the entire village and allows them to, you know, learn to fish, allows them to create income for themselves, which keeps families together and and really changes lives. And so I was so unbelievably inspired hearing Rachel's story and hearing about how she was able to have this kind of impact by by working through Village Impact. I really wanted to know more about this organization. And it's it's funny how the universe works sometimes. I was actually introduced just about a week after talking to Rachel to a guy named David Fry. And David Fry was actually one of the people who helped to start Village Impact. So I had him on the on the podcast as well. He was episode 16. And so it was really just an inspiring example of the way that individuals can have far-reaching impact when they simply set their mind to addressing a problem. That's incredible. And I should highlight right now, we'll mention it again at the end, but Village Impact is in fact the charity that Dorothy is going to want us to all kick in and support as part of her time being here on CauseCast. So it sounds like an incredible, incredible organization. It's villageimpact.com, but we'll set up a special donation page on behalf of Dorothy, just for this episode, you'll find that in the show notes and at causecast.org. So that's a really, really cool, I mean, that's just an incredible thing that she did there. And and like you said, the, you know, doing, trying to do one small thing and seeing it snowball into this huge, massive, positive change for this community is, is just, that's so incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing that my guests have really spoken about again and again is the fact that, you know, you can start where you are and and cement the habit of giving. You know, I think it's easy for us to think, you know, oh, when I have, you know, X dollars in the bank, that's when I'm going to start giving. Or, you know, when I've achieved some artificial marker of success, you know, that is when you'll start to contribute to causes that are meaningful to you. But the reality is that we can all start exactly where we are. And it's really imperative that we do because all of these things compound. And, you know, if you are able to start small and just 
build that muscle of helping others and of giving back, then as you grow, as you become more successful, then your giving is going to grow right alongside it. And there's no reason not to start now. And it doesn't even have to be money. Like I said before, it can be your time. I think that we all have you know, such a responsibility to contribute. But what is really important is recognizing that we get so much more in return. You know, I think that fulfillment really comes from what we do for others, you know, doing, serving ourselves. It's giving to others that is what really fills us up and and inspires us to to better the world and to you know feel fulfilled in our own daily lives. Yeah, I, I can't remember where I was just reading something. It, it was either a social media post or something in the news, whatever it was. But there was this great quote, and it's basically like you know everything you do for yourself, fine. You build up this, you build up that. You have a big house, like fine. It might be comfortable, might be nice, but. You'll never feel good until you really do something for others. Like that will always have the largest impact on your mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Rachel Miller actually shared something with me in her episode that I thought was really powerful. And and that was that your everyday life is someone else's dream come true. So even if, you know, you are in a spot where you're, you know, really struggling, but you have a roof over your head, you know, you have food in your fridge, even if it's rice and beans, you have food. And so just recognizing that no matter where you are, you have something to give, you have something to share. And that is really what is going to start to bring in more into your life. It's really a powerful signal to the universe that you you are operating out of that abundance mindset. And it all comes back to you in the end. So I know you sort of gave a couple of tips before about what helped you get started. But thinking about somebody else coming along who either is just launching a cause cast or is, you know, thinking about putting in this effort to create a podcast that would be beneficial to their, to a nonprofit, to their, you know, to a medical uh, cause, to social justice, to their local community. Like what would be your, your number one piece of advice to someone who's thinking about jumping in with both feet? Just do it. Move forward. I think we spend so much time thinking about things and coming up with reasons why we can't. All you need to do is take that first step. I mean, you don't need to see the entire path. You don't need to know exactly how it's going to go. All you need to do is start. And if you just start and take consistent daily action, then you know you are going to you know, eventually get to a place where your message is really impacting people. I think that every one of us has a story to share. Every one of us has a voice and it's our responsibility to to share that message. And so I think that that is definitely the biggest thing that I would say. And, and reach out, you know, get help, get support, ask questions. There are so many resources, so many, you know, groups out there for podcasters, you know, for people who can show you the way to, um, you know, to get this off the ground and to actually do it. And the other thing I would say is, 
think about the impact that you are looking to make. Think about, you know, who is the person that you are trying to speak to and get really detailed about who that person is. And I think it's really important to create, you know, what in business we call a, a customer avatar, you know, knowing the persona of of who it is that you, you know, are really trying to talk to and then just Record your podcast as if you're talking to that one person. And even if you, you know, have, you feel like your download numbers, you know, aren't big enough or you're not gaining traction, if you have even one person listening to your show, you are making an impact and you just need to keep moving forward. That's beautiful. Well, I think this has been fantastic. I think the project that you have launched here is great fun. I mean, both in helping people with, their personal success and then seeing what they do with that, seeing how they are able to now donate their time, donate their money, donate their, I guess, their extra resources of just goodness to the world. And and I'm so glad that you were doing that and highlighting it. The show is Do Well and Do Good. You can learn more about it at dowellanddogood.co. We will have a link, obviously, to the show itself. And then once again, we will have a link to a donation page for Village Impact. That's an amazing charity that is trying to make a difference for, you know, it tried to make a small difference and it is just steamrolling into a bigger, bigger change that is impacting an entire community and and building communities in and of itself. So both of those are fantastic things that we hope that you will take some time to support. Dorothy, thank you so much for joining us here on CauseCast today. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of CauseCast. Again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guest, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or head to causecast.org. There you will find links to the work of our guest and a special donation link set up to support their favorite cause. All the proceeds are going directly to that cause minus any administration fee on the platform that they set up. None of the money is coming here to the CauseCast production. Also, while you're at CauseCast.org, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcast show. And follow us on social media as we'll try to provide updates with what's going on with our guests and some other folks who will be featuring on the show and any other efforts that we have to support the community of CauseCasters that are out there. Now, there's also going to be a special Facebook group dedicated to CauseCasters. So if you already have a podcast for a cause or you're thinking about launching one, join the group. It'll be dedicated to providing resources and answering questions specifically for CauseCasters. Hopefully we can do things like arrange some special nonprofit pricing of various podcast services to help you with your venture and, you know, keep you under budget because we know a lot of people doing CauseCasts are not going to be reaping in the, the money. So we want to see what we can do to help you produce a high quality product, get your story out there, get people inspired and not break the bank. Lastly, if you are a CauseCaster and want to join me here on the show for an interview, please head to CauseCast.org and fill out the interview request form. We'll take a quick look at it. And if approved, we'll schedule you for chat and show the amazing work you're doing with CauseCast, raise some awareness for what you're doing and ideally raise some money as well. Thank you so much again for staying with me, and we will see you next time on CauseCasts. Casts.